back party jordan yeah. welcome to live from the dutch hall everybody jordan was wondering if we could just hand out shots to you guys of cherry whiskey Fuck yeah, oh, yeah. and i said you know what celebration bitches this is a goddamn celebration you know this is a celebrating a harvest of uh michael you put these little when you you don't understand a tobacco seed how big is a tobacco seed michael oh i don't even know what you compare it to same as a uh, marijuana seed i would say like almost They're tiny they're tiny, almost like a, they're so small. A, well, little, a little bigger than a grain of sand, but way yeah, smaller than bigger, a pea. Yeah. 
Now you're thinking of a, of one that's probably been like pelletized. Pelletized, that's coated. Yeah, but if you remember the old tobacco seeds, the ones that you just put on a piece of paper towel and put them on top of the old uh, bookshelf Let's there. Let's see if they're good. Uh, those ones, and then you put them in a nice old Vortex barrel, and then you like, uh, you, you remember you sow the greenhouse with like water? And That's stuff? right, and you just whip it in there. Yeah, yeah. Those things, uh, those things were so small, like a speck of dust. They were. They weren't coated. That's right. And then, for some reason, really, most people would think magic would be the only thing that would be able to accomplish this. You could take this little thing you could barely see on your hand, like it looks like a seed of a grape seed or something. That's you know? right. And then all of a sudden, it becomes a delicious cigarette. <laughs> right? All of a sudden, yeah. yeah and then uh, most people don't even think about that process, but for you, it's your livelihood. Yeah. And when you have that little seed there, you got to pay a lot of money for it, right? Fuck, yeah. They're not cheap. They're not cheap. And then when you put them in the ground, they might just die. If I don't take care of them uh, and the weather really, Mother Nature says, fuck you, then I'm in big trouble. Yeah, that's right. Or even if uh, maybe just a pack of, uh, like, uh, like uh, of, uh, people that are like uh, rebelling against uh, tobacco, right? <laughs> right. Like That's a, right. It could happen. Like terrorists against the, against smoking or whatever. Tobacco terrorists. Tobacco terrorists. You know the mink farmers had them. The mink farmers. I know a mink farmer, and they they went in during Mumford and Sons concert and let all those mink and fox go, and they were running all around the woods. Well, thank God my tobacco can't run away. No, it's but if people are against tobacco. I bet you they would uh, uh, just go in there and just strip your crop down and then take the tobacco home. I'd punch them right in the teeth. The damn right. <laughs> I would come. I would actually get a posse of people who would understand your plight that would go and track that guy down and give vigilante Norfolk justice to that That's guy. Right. It wouldn't be good. You want trouble? You're going to get trouble. Steve really wants to drink his shot. Oh, all right. I just don't want to hold it anymore. No. So heavy. Now, Steve, you're cheersing. This is cherry whiskey. It's the it's the traditional Van Dyke Harvest drink. Yep. It's uh, made for w uh, ladies who don't drink very often. So please enjoy it. It's yep. almost like a dime and, a tap. And fourteen year olds. It smells like dime a tap. Yeah. Francis, this one's for you. Mm hmm. Oh. What do you think? I like to sip it. I have bad memories about cherry whiskey. It was the first thing I ever got drunk on. Oh man. In my parents' house. And, How old were uh, you? Uh, probably about fourteen. I would say. Yeah. Puked all over the wallpaper. Oh. We had that textured wallpaper that had like some felt on it. Oh, yeah. So it really soaked in. Oh, yeah. You don't <laughs> nice get the smell red. of it. There is no hiding that from mom and dad when they got back. A nice the, dark the, red. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. it, it, you can even get the color out, but the smell oh. will stay, you know, <laughs> when it really soaks yeah. into that feltiness. You don't see that very often. Is that a Polish thing, Dave? Cherry whiskey or felt wallpaper? No, felt <laughs> wallpaper. <laughs> the combination. I don't know. I think maybe at the time it was just kind of the in thing, you know, in the 80s. Oh, really? Hey, D know. Mike, have you ever uh, made a cherry hooker for one of your uh, uh, dates to a Van Dyke wedding? Uh, I've heard of a cherry hooker, but I can't say I've made, made one, no. You haven't? Nope. What about you, Dave? You've been in uh, Van Dyke weddings. You ever made a cherry hooker? What's in that uh, cherry whiskey and uh, Coca-Cola? No, that would be just a cherry Coke. Oh, cherry whiskey and orange juice. Cherry whiskey, oh, yeah. orange juice. Maybe you put a little even. A, you can even put some cranberry, some effervescence if you want, with some bup, maybe, maybe a some splash ginger of ale. I thought you said maybe put some olive in it. Like olive for the headache. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get ahead of the hangover that way. That's, a, that's an anti-inflammatory, Dave. You know, no, you go with a roofie or something if you okay. really want to. Okay, if you really want to make your night right. Yeah. Um. Good gracious, eh? If that was only legal, right, Jared? Isn't that what you were saying before the show? No. No. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, 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 he wasn't. <laughs> I thought my uh, my first, uh, I remembered like, Fair Day because it's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was uh, peach schnapps that we drank oh. up in my mm. sister's room. I thought that was my first one. But when you and I uh, were talking earlier... I believe it was cherry whiskey I got first drunk on at a harvest party. You too. Because you mix it with the Coke, and it's like cherry cola. It just tastes like it's Coke. It's like cheating. No, I don't think, I I don't remember getting drunk at a harvest no, party. No, 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 not drunk, but like the first time yeah. you ever had a... I had booze. booze. Yeah. Yeah. I had booze at a harvest party, and that's the thing. We're like 10, 11 years old. You, 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 you're, you have a full-time summer job, 
uh, unloading <laughs> bins right you do. with the grown adults who are doing this to feed their families and pay their mortgage, yeah. you know? Take and you're like, a te- you're like a 10-year-old kid, yeah, not going to school for a month. <laughs> Just so, missing out on some classes. <laughs> so that you can unload bins of tobacco, and then your dad's like, don't bother fucking grading because you're an idiot. Yeah. Right? If Freddie 50 doesn't show up, <laughs> you're on the grading line. But then you start to get bored just unloading the bins. So then you then you would like maybe take out some double dark, eh? <laughs> just to be an ambitious youngster. You know what you are? Stupid. Yeah. Don't step out of your role. Yeah. But you know what? That's how you that's how you do get out of your role, Dave. Next thing you know, you're fucking bailing. Right? That's the big time job. Bailing. Uh, yep. I'm fourteen years old and fucking lugging bales around. Anyways, 11 years old, working a whole summer unloading bins. At the end of it, you get to have a harvest party. You're invited to the harvest party as an employee, even though you're a child. And you get to go with all the other adults who bring their, like, spouses. And they're clean and stuff. They come to your barn. You've never seen them like that. You've never seen them look like that. You've seen them with, like... uh, the painter's mask and covered in, in sand leaf dust. Oh, you know? right. Teeth missing, pissing their pants. Yeah, they smell bad, you know, but you just like put up with it, you yeah. know? Well, and they're, then, they're there and they're working. So. Yeah, they're working, they're sweating, so you forgive them, you know, for their terrible orders. But, the, but then uh, when you see them there, they all look nice. Their husband and stuff comes with them, or their wife comes with them. And they're coming into the... They, they have a real life outside of the it's farm. Hard, yeah, it's hard to believe sometimes. Yeah, it's all very... And then your parents tell you, you can have some cherry whiskey because you've worked the whole season. That's right. And you missed a month of school. Right? And so you would uh, pour yourself a few stiff ones. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. But you know that alcohol is the third ingredient on the cherry whiskey bottle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just tastes like sugar. It's water, then sugar, and then alcohol. It's a dab yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, not much... But it's like uh, like your dad was so relieved to be done, he did not give one fuck if you had no. the you whole wanna, bottle of cherry whiskey. Yeah, you want to smoke a pack of darts in the Go old bailing box? Jake Tonight is, is the night because I am done. Yeah. <laughs> Eat as much KFC as you want. No limit. Oh, yeah. Drive lot, it right into you. Lots of buckets of chicken on that. I always table. remember, the, to me, a, a very vivid memory from my youth at a harvest party was when my dad would not just buy a bucket of chicken, but buy like um, like a like it would be a big cardboard box full of chicken and French fries and gravy and all that shit that was in the box. You know, it was a big, huge box. You had to unpack it. It had like <laughs> lots of buckets and stuff. You know, yeah. Yeah. it was a big deal. The party pack. That's why there's a KFC in Delhi. Hell yeah! It was for harvest, for harvest parties. parties. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, my uncle John and my dad <laughs> for the rest of the <laughs> every <year>. other weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing though, it does keep the morale high in the bunkhouse. Yeah. Every now and then when, when shit's hitting the fan, you just stop by KFC, grab a case of beer, morale is higher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does cre- it does solve a lot of problems. You know, uh tonight I really wanted to get a bucket of chicken for this show because of that. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem right having the cherry whiskey without the bucket of KFC. It's true. And uh, so I asked my lovely wife to do this and pick it up for me. And she goes to the KFC. It turns out it closes in Dolly at 9 o'clock. And oh. we missed it. So the bad news is no KFC. Good news, no diarrhea tonight, boys. <laughs> that is a plus. Yeah. So we are going to be okay. What are you doing, Dave? You want to just you don't want to take that little shift? I'm just sipping it. It's this is the first time I think I've ever drank cherry whiskey since that 14 year old episode. So. Oh, is it a little thick? It's is one it of those th- ones. It's not my. Favorite. I had that with ketchup chips. Got me. Oh really? Ate a whole oh. bag. Puked it up in my bed. Oh boy. <laughs> I didn't like it for a long time. <laughs> That's what I'm having right now. Ketchup uh-huh. chips. Yeah. Red puke. <laughs> it scared me. <laughs> I remember one time we had a pub call in university, and this guy made these. A drinks called uh, a Red Jesus or something. Okay. It was just Al Cool and Red Kool Aid mix, right? That's all the drink was. Al Cool is like basically like out, like almost like str- like straight alcohol or some fucking thing, right? Anyways, these shots, uh, this guy, no one liked them because they were horrible. They were like kill you or something. <laughs> so like no one left. Uh, no one took drank a lot of them in his room when they were doing this uh, pub crawl. Okay. So this guy Miles, he like drank the rest of them, Ooh. and uh, when he and then uh, he ended up puking up all this like alcohol and just red Kool Aid mix. So it was just like uh, it just was red puke all yeah, over the that's ground. A tough go. 
So someone saw him, and uh, then they felt he was puking blood, you know, because it looks like blood yep. coming out of his uh, body. And then they called an ambulance to get him and stuff like that, and he had to pay like 150 bucks for that ambulance. <laughs> Did he get the old stomach pump? I don't know. I didn't really ask. I didn't care that much. But I knew he had to pay for the ambulance because he was bitching about that up and down. But he didn't bitch about the stomach pumping. No. Have you ever had your stomach pumped? Nope. Chargers? No. Not Never. A Not a pussy. You ever had alcohol poisoning? Pump my own stomach. <laughs> Have you ever had alcohol poisoning? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> That's a true drunk most guy's answer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most likely. <laughs> I've really fucked myself over with alcohol. Never never diagnosed. <laughs> I know. Me neither. But there was one time where I was pretty sure I did it to myself. Like, where I was like, yeah, that's... It took me, like, four or five days to fucking get myself together, you know? I was like, I think I did too much that night. Spanish wine is what it was. Ooh, yeah. It was cheap. And strong. Yep, but it did get you fucked up. I picked up a businessman that night, Dave. Oh, how'd you make oh, out? Jeez. Oh, I didn't try to bang him, but I was just doing it for the conversation, you know? Probably didn't have to try. just happened. <laughs> Those things. Well, I don't remember a lot of the evening. The later evening was hazy. Yeah, I bet. But I, he sends me a Christmas card every year. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're his special guy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, you guys want to do a segment we call... Feedback, we got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. It's motherfucking feedback. I really wanted to get to feedback this week. Early. Because our cookie lady outdid herself again. I'm super excited. But it's not time for her yet. It's not time for her yet. It's time only for our listeners and feedback. This week is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to our, Am our webpage, if you click on the Amazon banner, it still works. They sent me a check. I think I'm getting two checks in what? like two months. Holy. Yeah. It's something crazy. Like two checks in two months. There's something going on, Dave. Thank you, listeners. Rolling. Yeah. Something's, something's you know what going. we love? Money. Yeah. I can't wait to buy just, like, fucking bags of candy. Mm. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Just going to throw it at the van out into the street in Delhi, and then people just catch candy. Fuck, that's a great church, man. <laughs> Can you imagine going to church? We're out of the bell tower just shooting fucking candies at you. I'd love that church. It's God awesome. Damn it, that would be a good church. We're going to be the best church ever. I think we should just, like, screw this whole commercial zoning thing and go for church. I'm done with this... Yeah, shit. It's going to actually be a church again. Yeah, I want to go. I want to be Pope Pete for fucking real. Let's make up a religion and let this thing happen. And this is not. our mass every week. This is our mass. That's right. And we get some people here, but we, uh, do we give communion? Sure. I think, I think we just did. Cherry whiskey. The blood of Pete. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> what do we do for my body? Uh, marijuana. Cookies. Cookies. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Susan B. is our... Wait, she's the br she makes the bread of uh, Pete of Pete Van Dyke, the body of me, mm -hmm. is what she's. Or kidney anyway. stones. Your kidney stone will be like a relic. It'll be like one what? of those relics. We'll build it into the altar. Oh yeah, yeah, like the gold nugget like in in uh, Vegas, eh? The gold nugget at the casino. That's what my fucking. I gotta get a glass case for that fucking thing, Earl. He's big. I still got him on the kitchen counter at Looks home. Looks like an asteroid. <laughs> That it does look like an asteroid. That and Charter's mustache. No, that's right there. <laughs> I can still see it. Yeah, it's, old. Like, it's holy. I like to be able to take a peek at it. That is also a, a relic. You think some, imagine someday if they make like a, a, like I'm talking 200 years from now, Charter's. It'll still be there. Will it yeah. turn white? <laughs> oh, that is a good <laughs> question. I will tell. I think what should happen is like that, that would be awesome is if that became like the, Holy Grail! People try to get Char's mustache jar. Like eventually, this church gets torn down. That gets forgotten about. But then somebody like salvages it, and they like open up yeah. a jar and it's your mustache years from now. Yeah, and then they're like, "What the fuck?" And then they start <laughs> looking into history. They find the history of life from the Dutch Hall, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you are like, "This is like valuable, right?" Yeah. 
But before, no one cared about our show. The first run, like now, no one cares. And then like uh, 100 years from now, no, still no one cares. But all of a sudden, then one guy finds your mustache, looks into our show, then all of a sudden, everyone cares. <laughs> that could, that finally, could really people, happen. Finally, everyone gets it. What? 300 years from now, finally people get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trace it back. <laughs> this show is, is ahead of its time, for sure. We talk about issues that are just too, too heady for the general public, I think, right? Like, uh, people always ask me, you know, what does your show usually concentrate on? And, and I say, uh, you know, mostly the topical matters of the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And um, I like to make fun of my friend Dave <laughs> and have a few drinks. Sometimes I don't remember what I'm saying by the end of it. And then I go home or sleep in the church, whatever happens. Whatever's comfy. You know, that kind of show, you know? Just a regular variety show. Yeah, like a nice Thursday. <laughs> yeah, but it turns, it's hard to explain. You know what I'm saying, Dave? It's neither here nor there. Mm. <laughs> Some might say. It is neither here nor there. It's somewhere between those two things. Anyways, uh, uh, can someone give me a hand with this one? Norpak. The beef people. That's all they get. And uh, we're still looking for a primary sponsor for next week's Roast of Pete Van Dyke. We got a couple of uh, bites, though, and we yeah. do have a great lineup of people coming through. Sounds like it. And, uh, you know, the first person we received feedback from... This week, she gave us an uh, email, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com, and she says, it is Jen Husko. Oh, Jen what Husko. a lovely lady. Remember we gave her a birthday shout-out last week? Well, she was uh, listened to it, and she decided that it was appropriate for her to respond to us. And she said, "Great show! I like the opener." Hey, well, who didn't? Everyone else. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I gotta pay attention to social media. <laughs> she goes, "Thanks for the birthday shout out. I'd love to come by for your birthday roast. Sounds like a lot of fun, Jen. You know what, Jen? I know you're a teacher. The next day is a PA day." Bring some of your teacher friends. We're going to have a time. Let's, let's whoop it up. No one's going to like me, though, because I'm going to be humiliated by the end of that evening and want to go hide in a corner and cry. They, yeah, they might feel a bit of shame for you. <laughs> yeah, they will feel like they're embarrassed even to know who I am <laughs> by the end of the evening. Hopefully. Because what I did was I invited talented people to roast me. That was my first mistake. I should have invited just a bunch of untalented people like I've done in the past Yeah. because they just don't show up. And then uh, they don't tell any bad jokes about me. And I can just imagine the fantasy where it all just turned into like, hey, Pete, you're a real good guy. <laughs> but the reality is not going to be like that at like all. That. No, they're going to be shitting on me huge. And they're going to make me feel real bad about myself. And it's my birthday present to myself. It's like a thing that I'd like to do. I'm like a masochist. Well, if it gets that way, Pete, I'll take you out for some KFC and a case of beer and get your morella. <laughs> well... Thank you very much. You can also stay in the bunkhouse if you want. Really? Yeah, no problem. Wow. Some of the best no times. I'll tell you, some of the best times of my life was when I lived in a bunkhouse at my own parents' house mm -hmm. with my friends from university. We lived in the bunkhouse, and we were the planning crew, and uh, no one had ever worked in tobacco before, but I went out with them, and uh, we lived in the, that bunkhouse, and I tell you, it was fantastic because it was real freedom, you know? We got taken to town a couple times a week, and... Uh, <laughs> We could have, like, uh, every once in a while, we'd score some fucking weed, you know? Yeah. We're in the bunkhouse. My parents don't allow that in the house, but in the bunkhouse, it fucking rolls, man. You know my one friend that worked with me said? He's, like, in the shower. We had these, like, uh, cement block showers that we made in the, in the old garage mm -hmm. for the bunkhouse. And uh, the guy's taking a uh, shower, and it's a long shower, you know? He comes out of the shower, and he's like, hey, Pete. I just fucked your girlfriend, he says. He's wanking off, wasn't he? He wanked off, and the only girl he'd seen in the last two weeks because he'd been working in tobacco the whole time was my girlfriend who came to visit me. He was in there just pleasuring himself, thinking of my girlfriend, and then he has to tell me about it. Just a full pump off, eh? You ever do that to your friends? Say, hey, you know the girl you love more than anyone else in the world? I was just imagining masturbating. No. Uh, imagine her and masturbating to her. You know, no one's ever done that to you. <laughs> no, I it's can't a prick say. move, right? Like I thought that's that a wasn't dirty a dirty move. It's fucking oh. with your head. He was fucking with my head because I kind of like laughed at it because it was so inappropriate. 
like that I should I should be offended, right? And you're like, <laughs> fuck you. But it was kind of funny that he would do that. Like, tell me he's just right outright saying, you can't stop me from fucking your girlfriend in my head. <laughs> oh, right? Man. You can't. Like, your wife, Kelly, uh, sweet, sweet. Mm. You know, I would never disrespect her in any way, shape, or form. Hope not. But good Jesus Christ, you know, if I wanted to <laughs> whip off a batch, I could do it. Thinking of her, but I would never do that to my cousin, Mike. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I could never do that to you, Michael. I wouldn't do it. I hope her brothers feel the same way. <laughs> well, they shouldn't do it at all. It's inappropriate well, altogether. I feel like you'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you guys know any songs? Because I got to piss like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with this part of the show. But I'm like starting to get a sweat on from having to take a piss. So I'm like, what, what do we do with this? How has this been 300 and something shows and I haven't figured out what happens when I have to piss in the middle of the show? Did we used to do this before? Sometimes. No. Yeah, we did. A few times in the show. And then you'd have to stall for something. Yeah. yeah, in the old shed, we just walked outside and pissed outside. Yeah, I think I have to do something similar to that, but it may be some sort of a in facility a that goes into the public septic system. Uh, you know what, guys? What do we have to talk about here? Oh, the cookie. Yes, that's a great time to introduce the next piece of feedback we have, which is from our very own cookie lady. And she's got a great treat for us today. It's our cookie lady, Susan B. Let's hear it for her. All right, Susie. Susie, Susie. Peter's got the full bladder. Too many vodka and sodas. A little bit of cherry whiskey. Too much. Here, Michael, spread those around for your blasphemy against myself. Did you have a good job? Nice sit down there, Peter? No, it wasn't a sit down. It was a freaking. <laughs> it seemed like a long time, okay, that song. This, I, this is something that's very special. We have something that's never before done. Live from the Dutch Hall. Smell it. Give it a sniff before you I've bite it. I've never smelt the cookies, but. Dave's got me onto something. This <laughs> Charters. I know he really loves what it. What Charters does is he so doesn't just excited. eat this goddamn cookie. He enjoys the whole cookie. Like it even it. makes Susan B uncomfortable when she watches you <laughs> enjoy the cookie. She's like, I don't I, I I know I appreciate that you like it, but I feel like it's a bit dirty, she says. <laughs> like that there's you're doing something inappropriate with it. Yeah. The way Dave does it. I want to bite it like Michael just did, but I'm not <laughs> gonna. I gotta. I gotta twist it open. Okay, but well, this just is. To have a look. She she baked us a never before baked treat tonight. She says uh, tonight you have a never before made molasses crackle cookies with marshmallow buttercream. Wow. Let me know what you think. We think they're a keeper. Yeah. Love Susan B. Have a great show. Yeah, that's a keeper. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm actually shaking right now. Legit. <laughs> if you really do look at Charles, he is uh, trembling. <laughs> In excitement. Yeah, if, you, if you've ever had a moment where, you know, you, you've... Um, in the heights of ecstasy with a... You've come in your pants. <laughs> Charles has got that little jitters before he just about jizzes in his shorts. <laughs> How do you like it? It's so good. <laughs> you could smell the spice and the ginger. Like, that's what really... Before I even brought it to my face, like, I know the listeners... It's not good. I know the no, listeners no, the, are going... You like have that. to keep liking... It. They like this. They like when you oh give a review God. of a cookie because... And that, like, I'm going to break it if the camera can see it. Look how it... It's like the perfect chewiness. Look at. See how it pulled apart? Oh my god. Oh god. I'm gonna take. About, <laughs> I'm gonna take about ten minutes to eat this. <laughs> He's such a weirdo. <laughs> you see why I like him, am I? This is my, oh my god, ultimate favorite Susan. <laughs> I know you're watching. This is the best thing you've ever done. Oh, number one. <laughs> number awesome. one for sure. I gotta tell you. We asked about the speculas. Mm. This almost is a, gives me a specula feel. Like yeah, a, it's like speculas with a little with a marshmallow buttercream. Yeah, it's stepping up a notch. This is hitting something in my uh, in my childhood or something. Like not with, just buttercream, but marshmallow buttercream. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Mm. It's beyond um, our expectations. Yesterday, you know what Susan B did. Because she went on a, a, a she went on some sort of baking spree, she had like what's called surplus cookies. I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> surplus cookies. So we're having a rare Wednesday meeting at Spiky Ball Studios. What shows up? A bucket of surplus cookies. Wow, good thing Paul wasn't here. Oh my goodness. And uh, they're not thrown in as a special occasion. They're spread. They're thrown in as just like, hey man, got some extra cookies lying around. Thought you'd eat them because you'll eat anything, you guys. I, and I eat these things. Yeah, where are they? They're all gone because they ate them. They might be upstairs, but I'm not fucking telling you where they are. I'll tell you that. I'll sniff them out. You probably would. You're like a pig in a fine truffles, eh? <laughs> I would like to put a harness on you and take you around <laughs> in France. It's a hound dog. And see if you can find truffles yeah. with that, the nose of his, eh? You want to do that with me, Mike? Yeah, I, I think he could do it. Like, he really does have a sense of smell for it. He does. I think what's all he's lacking is a harness. I just want to laugh at it. It's gonna to have to be a hefty harness too. Once he gets moving. Yeah, you're gonna to have to hold him back. It might take both of us, That's Mike, right. to hold that guy back. Once he gets the scent of those travels. We need travels. to bring Paul too as an anchor. We need somebody that's gonna hold the fort. Yeah. You'll need a couple like leashes on it. <laughs> no, Dave. He doesn't even like mushrooms, wow. eh? But he can smell fungi. Right? Yeah, I don't like the smell of it. I would go the other <laughs> way. So you <laughs> really hate mushroom-scented incense. Oh. <laughs> that would be like the devil. Can you think of a third smell to mix in with that to make it even worse? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> nope, eh? <laughs> nope. Does anybody like the taste of mushrooms? Yeah, man. I like it. I mean, like, like magic mushrooms? Oh, magic mushrooms? Yeah, no, they no. taste like shit. They, fuck, they taste like shit, eh? Oh, they're terrible. Does anybody like the taste of them? I don't think you can like that. But you can acquire it. You can get used to it, but you're never going to like it. You're never going to lust for the taste of it because it's garbage. But it does get you nice and fucking... Uh, oh, fun. Like you're in a, a great time that night. Yeah, it's awesome. You know what uh, is great about this time of year? I get myself a little pickled before the show because there's so much new harvest weed coming in. Yep. And uh, I got myself, um, like it's uh, the new stuff when it first comes off is like uh, different. It's different than when it dries and you have it later on. It's like more, it's so fresh, like it's more potent. I don't know if it's new, potent, like, but it's new, uh, backwards. It it's different. potency as it ages. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because it's that different. That makes sense. You get, I think you get more of like the full plant when it's a little bit uh, wet yet. Like you get more of the full benefit of it. But I, this is not a real fact. It's a Dutch Hall fact. So based on no real science. Yeah, you know what, though? It makes sense because like even curing my kills, 
there's some kills you go into and you, you can like smell it's green. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can yeah. smell that it's still green, like it's still like that thing. It wasn't quite ripe, like it hadn't died out yet. Yeah, and then you. So if you're smoking it like that, it's gonna be different. It's got but, a different taste for sure. So, and I always do that. Like I'll put one. Uh, if I grow a plant, which, which uh, if you uh, make weed legal in this country, and then you expect people that live in the middle of nowhere not to grow fucking plants. <laughs> that grow out of the stuff that falls out of the weed that you're smoking. <laughs> like, it's pretty, it's pretty naive, right? But anyway, so I grow it and I hang it upside down, but I can never wait till it all dries because I smoke it before it's done, right? I think you're not the only one. <laughs> no? It's funny to see people, like, how excited I am to be done harvest. People that grow weed, fuck, they're excited to get their crop mm -hmm. on. <laughs> And like to try their new hybrids or whatever they've grown, it's awesome. Oh, it's so I love exciting. it because there's such a mix, right? Like everybody's tried something different. Like, oh, this one's, it's, it's a great time of year. It's so fun. Oh, it fuck, it's an awesome time of year. I fucking love fall. And I'll tell you, for most people who have lost uh, their whole crop due to like mold or something like that, I know this time of year, it's a real tough time. Yep. But, uh, if you've had a successful once year. you get something off after you've lost so many years because the tr the truth is you can let everybody in the world grow anything they want in their backyard you know as long as they don't put it in a building or whatever they're gonna grow shit like it's not gonna be the best you know because it's they have hemp crops they're gonna pollinate it it's gonna be full of seeds it's gonna be there's gonna be all kinds of shit you'll do wrong most of it you'll lose because you don't know you're not a farmer you know and then uh, for the odd person that gets to take advantage of that law and then like really manipulate it and then make tons of money, that, that's great. But yeah, how did you get a second one? Yeah, that's bullshit. It was delivered. It's because he like Thank lusts you, for it. Jane could see the lust in me. Charters and my wife have some sort of a deal going on. They have a whole dialogue that's going on behind the scenes, I believe. Char is that true, Charters? Do you and my wife have something going on behind the scenes? We just understand each other. That's all. <laughs> Unlike me and my wife, is that what you're saying? I didn't. I didn't say that. But you and my wife understand each other. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, you is know, because you just nod at someone you're like. Is it because you're married to a family member of mine, and and you both have to deal with the Van Dyke kind of crazy? I uh, that, uh, maybe that might have something to do with it. Hmm, that's might fair. Be. That's fair. Kindred spirits. Uh, I, I was this? just gonna make a note that the whole time he just talked to you there, he didn't look at you once. He was looking at the cookie. <laughs> I know. That's I'm very much a distraction from his like cookie fetish right here. Nobody if you could, you. like, Charters, I just have you one quick question. You haven't eaten that cookie yet, but you've spread it apart. You've examined it. I see you're really giving it a full look. Look, see. If you didn't have that fresh new shirt on that you have, <laughs> and you're just sitting there with the same guitar shirtless at this point in time, <laughs> okay. would you take both of those like marshmallow buttercream? layered cookies like that would be very sticky would you both stick those on each of your nipples and then just do some sort of a dance across the front of the stage for everyone like if you asked me to no that i don't think so i wouldn't want to waste the cookies no 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 i'm not uh, i'm just saying like if you were shirtless right now and no one was around to see you would you put those on your nipples and just see how it feels nope Come on, Dave. It'd be a waste. You can still eat it. You can still eat it after you're done. Your I'd nipples aren't going to taint the taste, are they? <laughs> I would definitely lose some of the. Cream. Will it taste like a cabbage roll after you put it on your nipple? <laughs> you get hairs stuck in it. <laughs> what are you doing with that thing? You. Well, this is I why Susan is. This is why Susan is, is unnerved by you, because you've done nothing close to trying to consume that thing like a normal human being would do. You have examined it, and you're lusting after it. There's some sort of like craze in your eyes and focus that I've never seen before, and that is not normal for a person. You're supposed to just eat that fucking thing. You want to put your dick inside of it or something. No, I'm going to put it in my mouth for sure. Ugh, put your Look dick at how in your evenly mouth. the cream came off on, put his on dick both cookies. You know when you break an Oreo open and the cream sticks to one side? Mm -hmm. Not Susie B's cookies. She's got it figured out. There's some sort of science here. Now what I can do is, <laughs> Holy fuck. now I have two, 
I have two cookies that I can eat open face. It's going to take me twice as long to eat them. I'm going to enjoy them twice as much. <laughs> he's, he's completely autistic, you know? Like, there's no way he's not autistic, right? Like, very, like everyone's on the spectrum a little bit, but he's like, uh, like, there's a benefit for Dave, don't you think? There's a ribbon color for Dave. <laughs> there's got to be something. I just like it, you know? I, really I like is something. Yeah, it's. I've had uh, no less than forty years of enjoyment watching this. This. I can see why. Yeah, it's. I never see what's coming next. It's mind bottling. It is mind bottling. <laughs> My mind's in a bottle. <laughs> you know what we've done for three weeks in a row now is we've taken our bass player Wes. We've what we've done is we stood him up, we've kicked him straight in the balls, <laughs> and we told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> Three weeks in a row. Yep. And what I told was, I said, Steve, if you let me fuck over my favorite member of the Nocturnal Emissions one more week, then it's not just on me, it's on you too, you motherfucker. Yep. Right? And just that conversation we had alone allowed me to remember that I'm supposed to tell the people out in Dutch Hall land, if you were watching this program, my friend Wes Hagens is getting married, and he's decided to cook up some sort of a 50-50 draw online where you can actually, uh, like the whole world can participate in this 50-50 draw. So conceivably, we can get up to billions of dollars here, right? Yeah. Conceivably, maybe even trillions. Conceivably. Mm -hmm. right? It's not inconceivable. What I'm saying is this is a good deal, people. It's not just some fucking show you go to there's like a hundred people there and everyone has a 50 50 well there's only like maybe 80 percent of those people buy tickets that's only you know, 80 people this is the internet that's that's like seven or eight billion people www huh we don't know what the pot is until it's done nobody knew do you know what it is so far it's like 700 bucks or like 700 bucks and we haven't even put it really out to the gp yet you know Anyways, right now we are people, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. You want to get some of Wes's money? Let's get Wes, not only let's get him married, let's get him married in a gold fucking chalice right. or something, you know, like a carriage. Yeah, let's let him like roll out there like, uh, what's that movie? Uh, with Achilles. Oh, yeah, just They're a going golden to fight. chariot. Yeah, in a golden chariot, exactly. Yeah. I'd like to see Wes come out in a golden chariot for his own wedding. Just like flowing blonde hair. Yeah. Yes, long blonde hair. You know? Right. That's what he should have for his wedding. Just for the wedding day, Wes. Release me. And then you're, and like, I think he should have like some sort of like, I would like to see him full Viking for this wedding. Don't you think? Yeah. Are you going to be in the, you're in the Caribbean for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jamaica. Oh, that's going to, let's go pirate instead. <laughs> hey, what do you think, Dave? Yeah. Steve, right. you're coming to the wedding? Yeah, that's right. Charles is in it. And not like Somalia pirate either, but like uh, <laughs> the other kind of pirate. What do you mean, white? Like R. Like, oh. R. <laughs> R means white? <laughs> that's weird. Johnny Depp pirate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do the Somalian pirates say? No, like a Captain Hook pirate. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, the Somalian pirates say, I'm the captain now. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. You yeah, have got that right, Dave. Thank you. Hey, did you guys know we we're a big deal all over the world right now, live from the Dutch home? No. I forgot to tell you this. It's part of our, our, our segment, Feedback. We got feedback. We're going to have to put a whole new part of it in so that we can discuss our move up the charts. Because we are moving Woo! up the charts so hard. Since we announced our... Uh, Canceling, uh, we have moved up the Apple charts at a, a, a alarming rate. And what happened was, in a in a stroke of uh, some sort of uh, a luck of ours, uh, they changed the categories for Apple Podcasts. Right, so now you can put in extra categories. So I read the email, like lucky for me, I read it, and I went in and changed all our categories. And I changed us to one of the new ones, and a stand-up comedy. And it turned out to be very successful for us because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people hadn't done it yet. Huh. So I want to let you know some of the charts we're on. We're all over the world. We're a big fucking deal right now. I want yeah. to tell you that. Here we go. Lay it on us. So let me tell you, United States of America, you know, they're a big country, eh? Big deal. Big guys. This is my first time 
reaching the charts in uh, the United States of America. 300 million people, not a big deal. Mm. Yeah, I'm on number 96. Oh, what? Yep. Yeah. Stop. Of a, a, a Apple podcast, United States of America. I'm the, I'm the number 96 stand-up related podcast. Wow. Top 100. Yeah. Said, yeah. Top 100. We're going to be in Forbes magazine. <laughs> no big deal. Hey, you know in Australia? I'm one of the all-time greatest stand-ups in Australia, stand-up podcasts in Australia, I should say. I'm number 37. What? Yeah, you ever heard of that? Holy. Good job. Also, just stand-up podcast for the last couple weeks, number 35 Damn. in Australia. Hey, uh, Canada, stand-up, I'm number 26. Oh, yeah. Hometown. Hey, all-time, yeah. number six, motherfucker. Whoa. Number yeah. six. Number six. Top ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jim Florentine also changed his uh, his uh, category the same week. So I'm always on the list with, with uh, list with Jim Florentine, which is pretty cool because I like him. Take it. Um, <laughs> France, all-time stand-up, number 17. Hey-o. Denmark, out. They have lost favor with Pete Van Dyke the and the Dutch Hall. They do not like me. But stand-up all-time in Denmark? Number four. Whoa. <laughs> number four. You're, you're a relic. Hey, number five in Denmark. Stand up just for this last couple weeks. But comedy, no time for me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in the Netherlands, stand up all time, number 14. And in Poland, I'm the number seven stand up podcast. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, good numbers. In you're welcome. So thank you to everyone in the world Hell who's yeah. made me this international Woo! sensation. I believe these numbers are not completely accurate. <laughs> if I had to guess, and not based on reality, but you know what? Fuck everybody. Yeah, sounds accurate. What to am me. I like number five? No. What was the highest number I got? Six. Four. Six. Four. You're in the oh, top four. Five oh yeah. All time. I'm the all time uh, number four stand up podcast in Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. We all are. Let's go to Denmark. Unfortunately, awesome. you know what makes you number four there? Two listeners. Hey, they count. They don't listen to, uh, uh, as it turns out, they don't listen to a lot of the podcasts there. <laughs> <laughs> They're busy living life. No trying not to, uh, to drown or freeze or whatever is going on up there in Denmark. You ever been there? What was that fucking little environmental uppity bitch that came over in a boat? Where is she from? Sweden. Sweden? Is that where she's from? Can, can I just please say something to kids out there in the world? Uh, like, fucking shut up. <laughs> Who cares? Like, you're going to come... A kid, a fucking kid, is going to come across the ocean in a fucking boat or whatever that she cooks up, right? Sailboat. It was a... Uh, she didn't want to increase her carbon footprint by taking a plane or whatever. So this girl's coming to go... She's going to lecture adults on how to write, because we're all screwing it up or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Give her the fucking keys, man. That's what I say. Let her fuck it up. You know how long she'd work? She'd, like, her ideas would work for her? Like, none of time at all. She would fail miserably, that girl. If, she, if you gave her the keys to the States, like, Trump just says, okay, you do it then. Mm -hmm. And then it would all fall to shit, because it's not so simple as what this kid thinks it is, right? She boils it down to that. Plus, she's fucking 10. What the fuck does she know? Like, seriously. What, did she watch the Al Gore documentary? Does she have any science background at all? It, like, I, I understand the people that are against climate change right. are the ones that are also against science, so they look like retards because they're like, or sorry, uh, mentally disabled people because they're uh, um, denying science or whatever, you know? But what if science said that it wasn't? global warming there's no science to say that there really is like they, it's still just an, it, it, um it's still just like uh, emotional right at some point in time there still needs to be science it's gotten i know there is science to support that the ice is melting in the poles or whatever but like can you they change the name of whatever's going to kill us every 20 years yeah i've lived long enough to see that it, it goes from acid rain to ozone layer to to uh, global warming, to climate change, like that's how it goes. It's like they just keep making up a new thing that's going to kill us. It's it's uh, you don't want to say it's the new hot thing, but like that's the thing 
she came here and preached, and that's what the hot thing is now, right? Like, this child. Yeah. That crazy. says she knows. Like, it's not how, saying it's not real. Like, yeah, we got to be aware of it, but like, fuck. But it, when we were, there's more to it than that. Yeah. When we were kids, do you not remember, Dave? They had an Earth Day and all that shit, and we had to save the world. It was our generation that was gonna save the world, and then and then uh, everybody was gonna like figure out how not to die, right? Yeah, we stopped making styrofoam, right? Yeah, we didn't have styrofoam packs at McDonald's anymore. <laughs> we stopped chucking our garbage out the window. Yeah. Uh, what else we did got we rid do? Of, we got rid of uh, CFCs in the aerosol cans. Yeah, we, we did. did that. We did it. Who the X? Generation, Generation X. Yeah. Recycling, that was us. What are we, You West? think that We're was like, easy? Uh, you know the bald eagles? Uh, what was it called? Lead in bullets? Or lead, lead, lead bullets to kill ducks or whatever? It was killing all the bald eagles. The bald eagles were eating the lead. Yeah, the shotgun shells. Yeah, and then so they took the lead out of those, and then the bald eagles are all like everywhere now. You see bald eagles everywhere Everywhere. Now. I got one on my farm. It was awesome. Yeah. Beautiful We birds. saw one over my house when I was having the wing ding on the weekend. Uh -huh. Remember? Yeah, mm -hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. They're up what there, nice too, day. eh? Yep. God's country. All over. Yeah, when you, go, when you see a bald eagle in Burford, you know they're fucking not it's special. Awesome. Yeah, fine growth. No, nothing special is going to go to no. Burford. No. I think you smelled the chicken wings. <laughs> where, they're probably where, delicious. Where's the best chicken wings in Burford, Dave? My house, backyard. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh. Where's the best Snap. chicken wings in North? Fuck you, Skids Pizza, eh? Yeah. We got Godfathers. But actually, the wings <laughs> at the Log House, if you're going through Burford, I know they're not a sponsor or anything, but Log House wings are awesome. Nice. I is there Skids Pizza Wadis. there still? No, Skids is gone, but there's a Godfathers there. That's a great name for a pizza place, eh? Skids yeah. Pizza. Skids. Skids. Yeah. What's Skid mean to you? What comes to mind? Uh, people I went to high school with. <laughs> What about uh, period? If you had to get a second, that's the first thing that comes to my head. If you had to get a second uh, definition, uh, it would be like uh, shit stains in your underpants, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, I would say if you had to come up with a second one, eating neither one is appetizing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. What about when you hammer on the brakes on your bicycle? Skid marks. Oh, skid marks. Skid marks. Or burnout. No, nah, not burnout, right? Burnout, I guess. I was banking. We went to a, a conference, and me and this guy that I was doing, me and these two other bankers, we rented mountain bikes. <laughs> and we just started, we just w rented the mountain bikes to try to see if we could wear the fucking tires down on them by like hammering on the brakes going down uh, hills and stuff because we were up in Blue Mountain. <laughs> so we were just like get our speed up as fast as we could and then hammer on the brakes to leave skid mark. We're like, Grown men, you know? Yeah. You see that one? <laughs> it was so fun, man. Yeah, it's awesome. It sounds <laughs> it, fun. It's the best. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're grown. It's still fucking fun. Yeah, it's fun. It was, it's super fun. You were wrecking that fucking bike because we know it's a rental, right? That's what you're supposed to do with a rental. That's why they're called rentals. Right. You ever rent a vehicle and then oh. just try to get rid of the fucking tires Oof. on it before you give it back? Friends of mine rented a uh, uh, vehicle. They're farmers, and they got a station wagon. And you know what we did? Took it to the old gravel pit, and we ramped the shit out of that car. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> and you say, eh, it's just a rental. You take it back. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> and you know what? Their dad fucking loved it. <laughs> he was not mad at all. He's like, hey, did you guys go down to the pit? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we hit some sweet ramps. <laughs> that car was <laughs> fucked. <laughs> That's the best. Hey, it's so much fun. I know. I don't think there's enough of that shit anymore. I don't think kids do that stuff anymore, you know? Take another person's, like, property and just ruin it and hand it back to them. I don't think there's enough of that going on. I paid the deposit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bought the insurance and everything. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Have you ever been run over by, a, like, a, an all-terrain vehicle? Uh, no, I flipped a couple. I, I can't say I've been run... I've, I've definitely been hurt driving one, but not. Yeah. You know where you get like the handlebars in your chest and then you can't breathe? Yeah. Yeah, I've had that a few times. Yeah, they hurt. Where you're like hit a sweet ramp and then. <laughs> fucking. I suck so bad at driving everything like that. Like I smash it up. I've had so many accidents I've never told anyone about. Yeah. Where you're just like driving by yourself and you fucking eat shit hard and then you just try to like suck it up and get home and don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. And for like the next six weeks, you're kind of like 
you know, it like, hurts to breathe. It hurts to breathe. <laughs> You're injured. Yeah. I did that with once uh, with my cousin uh, with a, you know, the work trucks you take out and like yeah. you're learning to drive. You're like 10 or 12, whatever. And we take the standard truck out and we're, it's muddy and we fucking buried it, like buried it to the axle <laughs> and we just left it in the field because <laughs> we had hockey practice. <laughs> we walked back, didn't tell my dad. Like two weeks later, he fucking. <laughs> two weeks later, you tell him he finds it. No, he finds it. I never told him. I just, I was so dumb that I just thought I would get away with it. <laughs> oh, he was not a happy camper. That's like one of those things where you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm in real trouble now. Real I'm in trouble. Gonna, I'm gonna hide under. We got practice in like half an hour. We gotta go. I'm gonna need to hide under a pile of coats until this all goes away. It didn't go away. <laughs> Doesn't go away. There's a swift boot right in my ass. Well, that's like in The Godfather where they murder that guy and then they just tell him, like, go to Italy for a bit until people forget that guy was murdered and Pretend then you can come dead. back. Yeah. And then, and then that worked out. That probably would because it's, it's hard to prove a person killed someone. I know this because I've been trying to plan to charge murder for some time now, eh? <laughs> and, uh, and it is, like, easy to get away with once you know what they're looking for. But the... <laughs> But the uh, the conscience, like the problem I'd have killing my cousin's husband and stuff like that, <laughs> that's the problem I struggle with, you know? Yeah. It's not so much getting away with it, because I think I could. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I could. It's the aftermath? It's just the, yeah, it's having to look his kids in the eye after what I did and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's not worth it. It's kind of a drag. Mm. <laughs> you could say it would be. <laughs> yeah. It's not really, so I, I won't, I, I just decided against it, Dave. But I know I could get away with it. I live with a guy in university who told me that he knew how to get away with murder. He would just have to strip naked, but he was like a six foot five, like 350 pound man, you know? So then I would just go to bed at night thinking of this guy stripped naked trying to murder someone, you know? It was horrifying. He said he would shave his whole body, strip naked, and then murder them in the middle of the night. Why did you have to be naked? No uh, clothing fibers. Oh. Haven't you ever watched CSI, Michael? Not really. Oh, well, you should talk to my mom. She watches those murder shows all the time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's trying to kill my dad. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> eh? I listened to the... Uh, it's got real dark all the time. Some of the oh. <laughs> podcasts, and yeah, I had to stop because it was fucking me up. What do you mean? You ever listen to like the murder... No, it's not Like murder how to mystery. murder somebody? It was like Canadian murder something... I was listening to the Tractor podcast. Yeah. It was interesting. And then I got to one where I'm like, this is fucked. Yeah. That, that could totally happen to me. Yeah. It's just random shit. And uh, I had to stop because I was like having weird dreams about it. I, I remember telling <laughs> Kelly, I'm like, yeah, I can't listen to this podcast anymore. Seriously, when there's... Freaks me out now. When it's outside of like what you would think, like it's not your, like the way that you are. And you don't think that way ever, and then you hear people talking about like it's nonchalantly, like, like thing, they're, yeah. they're killing people and stuff. It, it it makes me like really scared. I remember being a kid even and seeing stuff like that on TV, and then like I go to bed at night, like I was up all night it's thinking about these terrible people. That there are those people out there, you know. I just like being naive and believing they don't exist now. Just yeah. sticking my head in the sand and then waiting for it all to be over. And most of the time that <laughs> works like out. Like how I did with the truck. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. But that doesn't work because that's a real truck, and your dad's a, a, a would kick your ass, you know. He He's did. A, yeah, that's just stupid. I I deserved it. That's yeah. the thing is you like know what you learned something. I did learn. You? Don't do that. It's stupid. <laughs> like why didn't I just tell him and then we could have pulled it out the next day? Yeah. Yeah. You know I what it did? It fucking froze it in the ground. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it was real bad. I remember. Oh. I think I had to miss like two. And that was my punishment back then. It was like you had to miss, ho like for me to miss hockey was the end of the world. Uh, speaking of punishment. Oh, thank you. Michael's punishment. <laughs> I, last week we made it clear on this program, Michael had missed two weeks in a row. That is his own rule. Yeah, I made it up myself. You made it up yourself <laughs> and you broke it. I broke it a few times. Now. Therefore, we decided to enact punishment on Michael. And you know what Michael did? Michael, to your credit, you came up with your own goddamn punishment. <laughs> and you are fined $100 to Bow Farms 
for taking your focus away from life in the Dutch Hall. <laughs> Fair enough. And we will expect that money to be paid next week I at the Rose to Pete Van Dyke. I agree to disagree. No problem. <laughs> that, is your, that is your just punishment, Michael. Bow Farms did a disservice to this program, and they need to fucking pay. Well, I'll tell you, I will put my uh, livelihood before the podcast any day. But you'll have to pay the 100 And it's worth $100 of cold <laughs> hard cash to me. There you go. There you go. We no found problem. a new income stream, people. Glad to help the show out. <laughs> yeah, win exactly. both ways. I'm yeah. not going to go broke. And because you didn't let your whole livelihood perish yeah. for the sake of telling a couple dick jokes. Yeah, that's what but I you, decided. You heard last week's opening song. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty good, wasn't it? Punishment enough. That, that's what I thought it was. That's what I was talking to Steve about. <laughs> you guys played Grateful Dead. I'm like, we let fair someone play, we let someone play Dave's guitar. Oh, who the fuck? That was your <laughs> that was your punishment, Dave. Oh, I was yeah. like tuning God. today. Yeah, Jay Preston had it. It was just like a few like hertz off. What do you call it? Four thirty two. Four thirty twos. Hey, you know what? My brother Paul, he had he had uh, a couple hockey practices tonight. Uh, five minutes away from where we are recording, and uh, he had to be home an hour before we started. So we yeah. do understand. Well, those peewees are practicing late. Uh, <laughs> Paul not being here this uh, week because of that great excuse. But let me tell you something, Paul Van Dyke, you silly, silly motherfucker. And I'll tell you, he'll never even hear this. Anyone want to talk shit about Paul? Say something about Paul. I, I know. I love you, Paul. Is that because he's got a big, strong frying pan fist? No, I just do love him. Honest, That's, I'm just being honest. I love him too, but like, come on, he's just down the road sleeping. So he's snoring. He's so fucking. Hey Paul, I understand. <laughs> I'm on really? your side on this one, buddy. You're going strict, bit charge. You got right now. Spencer's like, Dad, they're talking about you. He's waking him up. Yeah, he's waking him up. They're talking about you. this is the time. Dad, fuck. <laughs> yeah. The beef people. Wasn't it? Uh, do you want to tell your your Paul's kid story? Oh, I can. Yeah, well, tell that Paul kid story. I like it. Yeah. Um, uh, so we'll end the show with this one. Yeah, we were earlier talking about Paul and uh, just how much you know he's a great guy, and I I'm uh, bringing my workers back and forth from uh, another job that I was helping a guy out and wheel around the corner by Paul's house and uh, it's early in the morning. I think it was around eight. The kids are getting on the bus. Paul's got a nice long farm driveway. So I'm behind the bus, like, ah, oh, here comes Paul's kids, and his youngest is, he's a, he's working on a soccer game, wheeling the ball to the bus, kicking it up there, and his oldest boy uh, decides to just sprint at the youngest one, boot his feet out, steal a soccer ball, <laughs> go on the bus, the little... <laughs> The youngest one's on the road. He's in the middle of the road. He got slew-footed by his brother. It's bullshit. He's having a tough go. And what's Spencer doing back in the back 50? You know what he's doing? Taking his time, staying out of it. Yeah. Just moseying on onto the bus. I've been sitting here for like five minutes watching this. It was awesome. Spencer gets on the bus. He also takes five minutes to sit down in his seat because he's got to say hi to everybody. Hey, <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm the mayor of this bus. He's talking to every single person on every seat pointing at him. I'm watching through the back of the bus. Like, he is running that shit. Anybody else that would be in my vehicle would have been fucking furious trying to get to work. I soaked it in, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah. I'm like, this is Paul in like all the versions of Paul that I know, <laughs> all in his kids. Like, it is true. Here's, here's sports Paul, asshole Paul, <laughs> not giving a fuck Paul. <laughs> I love this. I, I was killing myself. It was so much fun to watch him. <laughs> Just a normal day getting on the school bus. Yeah, that's every day for my brother. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. what a crew. He gets every part of himself back through those kids. The more you have, the more you realize different parts of yourself eh, that yeah, come back. Totally. You see that all, all your kids resemble you, Dave? In some way, probably, yeah. There's, yeah. They're all so different, but they definitely have different characteristics of me, for sure. You ever, yeah, because of that, you ever think about putting them in a burlap sack and throwing them in an irrigation <laughs> pond? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm getting ready for next week. I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready for next week's roast. I'm sorry, that's a mean joke. I love all your kids. <laughs> but, uh, sorry about that. 
<laughs> but have you thought of it? <laughs> Anyways, everybody, that's our show this week. This is live from the Dutch Hall. We uh, would love to hear your feedback if you'd like to. There's lots of ways to do it. Live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those, that shit. And you can please just tell a friend. If you want to come to the show next week, we've got some invitations out, and we'd love to hear you. Let us know you're coming so we're ready for you. Life the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. Again, until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>